0: Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. I am Jeremy Jones, your host, and with me today is my older brother Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Quack quack everybody. This is episode 55, right? (laughs) I believe so. Okay. Um, I can never keep track of the number. Um (laughs) Well, we haven't recorded in a long time, and that is my fault. (laughs) Uh Sorry to the listeners that haven't heard from us in a couple of weeks We've kind of gone a little radio silent uh, I got a a bad case of something other than COVID Not COVID, let's be clear I just want to be sure It's weird because like the past two years all of All we've been thinking about is COVID, COVID, COVID And then you kind of forget that you can get regular sick too Yeah <laughs> I was sick for about a week But other than that, I was just then Thanksgiving happened, and we just kind of fell off. I don't know. That's my fault, though. Well, Jeremy, I thought it was that you were in the wilderness for 40 years. Like you <laughs> just like ran away and became a shepherd or something. And now I'm back to deliver us from... <laughs> a lack of the, content. The lack of content <laughs> in the podcast nation. Um, But yeah, we are back better than ever. And today we are going to be covering the Prince of egypt um so, how many times have you seen this movie, Jonathan? I have seen this movie two times two times, <laughs> two times okay total. okay. Usually, we can't keep track of the amount of movies that we've seen or the amount of times we've seen a movie, <laughs> sometimes twice a day, but um. Yeah, we didn't really grow up watching this movie. I I didn't watch this really for the first time for me remembering it. I didn't watch this till January of 2021. Well, almost been a year I've seen this movie. And mm-hmm. since then it's been my favorite movie to watch. I've seen this movie yeah, well, no, maybe just animated movie. Okay. Um, it's my favorite movie score or music soundtrack. Mhm. Um I don't know. I, I We just really didn't grow up watching this movie. I don't know why, because, I mean, we've read the book multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a story that we grew up on, and I don't, I guess we just didn't have the VHS tape for it, and I, <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, this is a yeah. classic story you learn in, in Sunday school growing mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yeah, we even heard the story uh, read to us by Darth Vader himself, James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh yeah, our dad got a Bible on CD read by James Earl Jones. Yep. I didn't realize that was him. I just made the joke saying he sounded like Darth Vader. So we called it the Darth Vader Bible, and I just found <laughs> out like 3 weeks ago that that was him. I always thought that you knew who it was and that, no. that's why you said that. <laughs> no, it was just a coincidence. I don't know. <laughs> I watched this movie one time as a kid, and I can tell you exactly when it was. It was uh, one of the first times I actually hung out with our good friend of the podcast, Paul. Oh. Every every do episode. We have like a bingo board for our listeners. Every time we bring up Paul, that's a that's a freebie. Yeah. <laughs> we started going to church with him around the time that this movie came out. It was mm-hmm. like and he invited me over to his house after church one time. And I remember like that, that afternoon after on like a Sunday afternoon, he's like, Oh, do you want to watch the Prince of Egypt? He, he like loved it. And I was like, okay, sure. I don't really know anything about it. And, uh, like, I didn't even know. I may have had some like knowledge that it was like a Bible based movie, but I wasn't really sure. Um, Egypt's not a real place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's Um, only in the Bible. But (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, we, we watched this in his like bedroom. He had one of those like small TV VCR combos. I remember like watching this like on the floor of his bedroom while we were like playing some some like with his toys or something like that, <laughs> and we were watching this movie at the same time. So I think I think I don't really remember the movie that much because I was probably distracted with uh, like whatever we were playing yeah. at the same time. Were they bu- biblically related action figures? Oh yeah, it was Bible Man? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I don't even remember what it was. I just remember us like hanging out on the floor of his bedroom interesting watching that that reminds me of egypt being like a mythological place in our mind mm-hmm. i i remember the the official like first day or I, I remember the time that i learned that israel was an actual place so yeah israel was in the news at some point and i was like what <laughs> what are they what Is that a real place? And mom was like, yeah, that's a real place. That's a country. And I looked at her and I said, wait, Israel is real. (laughs) And then I I said that out loud and I was so like flabbergasted about what I had just said. I just said, Israel is real. And I looked at her again and I said, Israel is real. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a, that's a solid inside quote between me and mom. (laughs) It's the same vibe as like in holes. like, I don't smell anything. I don't smell anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's another bingo board <laughs> holes reference. <laughs> yep. T- trying to knock him out. Knock him out early in the episode here. Oh man. So yeah, you you rewatched this I guess last year you said. And I remember you telling me like, dude, have you seen The Prince of Egypt? And I was like, yeah, maybe like a long time ago. <laughs> like I never really <laughs> went back and rewatched it or anything like that. It's like you need to watch it. It was one of those. It was one of those where I watched it, and then I watched it the next day because <laughs> I wanted to see it again. It was so well done. I just figured mm-hmm. it'd be every other Bible movie, mm-hmm. and something was off on it, or you know, and it just wasn't. Nobody was. Nobody in our like circle has talked about that a lot. None of my friends growing up cared about it. I was trying to think. I, I don't really remember what the consensus. Was at the time when it came out, so I think, I think like believers when when like religious films come out, they like nitpick it about yeah. oh it's not super accurate and that sort of thing. So I, I don't really remember what if there was any like of those criticisms at the time. I'm sure there was by some people, but yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was like a reason why we didn't see it. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know. We weren't super sheltered
1: yeah that, i mean that, we had that see, way.
0: we had some other like religious films yeah. notably one the ten commandments the live action <laughs> version i actually have a story about that movie uh, All right. quick story but i remember um when we were living at the holland house um it was like sunday morning and we were like about to leave for church and i was like really sick like i woke up and like i had like a sore throat and i was not feeling good <laughs> And I was like, uh, I don't know. So mom was like, okay, you can stay here. And this was like the first time, like she let me stay home from church, like by myself. Really? Like she didn't stay with me. I don't <laughs> really know the reason why. How but, old were you? Um, it was probably around the time that this came out. I feel like, I I don't know. It was, I was probably in like the seven to nine range in there okay. somewhere. That's not horrible. That's fine. Yeah. It, but it was like the first time I'd ever been left like home alone. But she said, if you're going to stay home, you need to come out here on the couch, on the blue couch, and <laughs> and watch this movie. And I was like, and she like made me, if I'm staying home from church, she's like, you've got to watch the Ten Commandments, though. I'm like, you can't stay home <laughs> and not do anything. You have to do something religious. You need to get your participation <laughs> points for this Sunday. <laughs> and it's a long movie, too. So I yeah. think maybe that was why she was like, this will keep them distracted for while we're at church. And it'll end by the time we get <laughs> <Yeah>. home. Well, <laughs> So that was the first time I watched that. I was sick on a Sunday and I stayed home Sunday morning and I watched Charlton Heston in the 50s play Moses. (laughs) Uh, Quick question. Did you watch that movie on that blue couch sitting upside down with your legs up over the edge? Probably not because I was I was probably sick. So if I had been upside down, I would have been all congested and (laughs) I would have suffocated or something. Okay. (laughs) That's the default position on the blue couch, for sure. Have you seen The Ten Commandments? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we watched. We would watch that every once in a while in our household. And it'd be on TV randomly sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the more famous, like, biblical films, I think. Yeah. I think the most famous one now is probably The Passion. Yeah. Before that, I feel like that was, like, the most well-known was the, The Ten Commandments. I actually have not seen The Passion. Oh really? Yeah, because when it came out, I wasn't allowed to. Yeah, because it was rated R. Yeah, it was a big deal. So, yeah, so I just never did. And then I heard everything else about it. Mm -hmm. That's another one. I I saw it once as a teenager, and then I rewatched it maybe a couple years ago, and I definitely liked it a lot more the second time. Yeah, (laughs) I, I had a better appreciation when I was older when I watched it. I actually think that one was pretty well done. I the 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 hate that like some like biblical Christian movies get is like they're like low budget and they're like not that great. But yeah. that that movie has like a budget and it's like a Hollywood film, so yeah. it, it actually like it, it actually good. has a good look to it and okay. it feels cinematic. Even like you could still see the low quality in like even with like a you could see you can tell people are shooting with like a DSLR. Mm-hmm. With some of these newer movies and just like extra like throwing extra contrast on the color grading, making mm-hmm. it extra like orange to make it look like the Middle East when they filmed it in like New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, it's always been a dream goal of mine to be a director and make an actual like biblical adaptation that's both cinematic and accurate to the Bible mm-hmm. and to the original story. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if I were to be a director for a movie, that's that would be my main goal. Um, yeah, But it looks like these days there are a lot more options for good biblical entertainment, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The Chosen. The Chosen, I think it does it pretty well, yeah. Um, I don't think I could recommend any other. If I had to recommend one biblical adaptation for anything, I mean, I guess I haven't seen the passion, but I would say go watch the Chosen. It's it's really good. Yeah. And then my second recommendation would be uh, Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. Yes, because I don't know if you read that in the Bible, but um, there were vegetables on that on that boat, and Ninevites did slap people with fish. So fish slappers. <laughs> so I don't think. If we were allowed to watch VeggieTales, our parents wouldn't have not. I don't. They would not have been opposed to us watching Prince of Egypt. The thing with VeggieTales, though, like we watched them, but we never owned any VeggieTales. Like I did. You got one later. I feel yeah. like the height, the height of VeggieTales popularity. I feel like we didn't. We didn't have any. Dude. I think it was because we were spending all our money on Adventures in Odyssey CDs. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i loved veggie tales yeah i had VeggieTales everything i didn't have every movie but my that was my first ever vhs tape that i ever owned my first really? ever movie was veggie tales, lyle and the kindly viking nice that's a good one uh but and i also remember getting a bob the tomato play-doh set for christmas one year and that yes. was awesome but <laughs> it did smell really bad of plastic and Dad hated that,, mm. so I think he only let me play it in the garage. <laughs> if you leave it out in the garage, it'll air out after a while, then you can bring it back inside. yeah, it'll harden up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, we're not talking about veggie tales. We will talk about veggie tales another day. Let's talk about the Prince of Egypt. I reread the story last night, oh yeah, um, well, I listened to it. -hmm. I wasn't like seriously like 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 a full on Bible study like I have in the past, but I found (laughs) here's a listener suggestion. Um, I found an app or it's a website that will read the Bible. It's not. It it is an adaptation. It is not a translation. Let me put that very clear. It is not a (laughs) translation of the Bible. It is Mm a adaptation dramatized version but it's called streetlights the app is called streetlights okay (laughs) it is people reading the bible to a hip-hop beat so it's sort of like lo-fi ish but it like i don't know how to explain it but it's so good i listened to like 12 chapters of it last night (laughs) and i fell asleep to it but it's pretty good. I I would say give it a shot. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they have they have Old Testament, New Testament. They don't have every everything from the Bible, but they'll just like read it like a rap song almost <laughs> or like a a slam poetry section, session. <laughs> I feel like that could be interesting if you it's kind of one of those things like if you like hear something read, you've read something a million times, you know, sometimes it can lose its meaning but if you like heard it read in like a different cadence or like a little bit in a different way, sometimes things stand out to you. And so, I don't know, I'd be curious to listen to it and see like, you know,
2: Exodus chapter
0: 15, a song of deliverance. Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my it's God, so and I will praise him. I like My father's this. God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariot. An army he has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters gushed over them. They sank to the bottom <laughs> like a stone. Your right hand So if you're looking to if you're if you're looking to switch up your Bible study, go give that a shot. <laughs> I'm a fan. Like and also like memorization, you know, it might help with that too. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Turn it into a song and you can memorize it, you know? I will seriously be listening way. to the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't look up the Streetlights app beforehand. I did look up for other podcasts, though, of like reading of the Bible. Yeah. And there I did find some, there is a podcast that is like a dramatized version of the text of the Old Testament. Yeah. And it has like the entire Old Testament and it's, it's, it doesn't have any hip hop beats in the background, but it does have <laughs> like music. And like sound effects, and like it's someone reading it as if it's an audio book, yeah, um, but it is it is like someone reading like the English standard version of the text, so it's not like an adaptation, like it is like okay. a reading of it, it just is dramatized as there's a little bit of a performance to the you know to the reading itself, okay, you know when people are talking, the voices change a little bit like you're reading an audiobook, so right, okay but I, I did listen to the first 12 chapters of Exodus after rewatching Prince of Egypt. Cause That's I, cool. wanted to, I wanted to know the real story <laughs> and I feel like the movie though. I mean there, yeah, there's a few, few things, but I, I feel like it's a pretty faithful adaptation in yeah. it. It, it blends the, you know, the faithful adaptation with like the art uh, artistry of it and like yes. making it like a pretty solid, pretty solid movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and- just like every good biblical movie, I mean, they have the disclaimer up front: is this is intended for art, and it's not supposed to be word for word adaptation. Um, and it also encourages you to read the actual story of the Bible, yeah, which is really cool. I mean, yeah. this is coming from DreamWorks. This isn't like a a, a Christian faith based studio or anything. This is DreamWorks, yeah. so I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Um, I was reading a little bit about that. Basically, like after Jeffrey Katzenberg, he like left Disney and went to go start DreamWorks. He was like talking with, with like Steven Spielberg. And he's like, what if you just did the Ten Commandments? Like yeah. animated. And he's like, done. Like done. Apparently, apparently it was something he wanted to do with Disney and, and never was able to. Yeah. And so when he had like had this new opportunity at DreamWorks, I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Animated Ten Commandments. This is one of the best things that's come from that split. (laughs) (laughs) This was like, this isn't the first movie of the early DreamWorks. Ants is the first one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was actually looking up like the early DreamWorks movies beforehand. And I feel like I want to rewatch all these because I haven't seen any of these in a very long time. List them off. So actually the movie Ants, I've never seen it all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Okay. And I I feel like I should watch that one because a part of me, you know, we're big Pixar fans, so I'm like, oh, Bugs Life is better. But I actually, low-key, don't really like Bugs Life that much. So maybe Ants is better. Don't, don't say know. that. I'm saying it. I take, I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just saying that one's not as good as... You know, like Toy Story or Monsters Inc. It's just not up there for me. That's fair. Toy Story is S tier. That's okay. That's fair. (laughs) But still, Uh, there's no way Ants is better than Bugs Life. Okay. I've seen it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying. And I haven't even seen Bugs Life all that much. I've seen it maybe once. Letting secrets out on the podcast about Bugs Life. Yeah. So we consider ourselves experts in children's cinema. (laughs) Yet, we haven't seen the second ever Pixar movie made. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it Have you really seen it if you've only seen it once though I've seen it a couple times. I'm talking about me, yeah, yeah, so well, I think it's also come to light over the course of this podcast that like we actually don't really care about Disney movies as much as maybe we should for a kids movie podcast. <laughs> yeah, I do <laughs> enough. <laughs> So, but really, we don't we don't really care about the movies that we didn't have on VHS I guess that's growing true. up. I, that's yeah. that's the main reason we haven't seen yeah. it, because we yeah. didn't own it. <laughs> we didn't own it, and we didn't check it out from the library. Therefore, it's not in yes. our canon of no <laughs> of movies. Um, the second movie, though, is Prince of Egypt, which we're covering today. The next one is El Dorado yeah which, that's a that good was one. one we got from the library and watched it one time yeah i would be curious to rewatch that one and see how that one is because i i remember like thinking it was okay but i don't know it might be better than i remember it i don't know let's cover it next year um yeah and then the next one is chicken run which we're very familiar with chicken run oh yes we are chicken run is life <laughs> <laughs> but not as much as the next movie where everything changed for Dreamworks which was Shrek. Yes. Everything everything changed when Shrek was released. <laughs> yeah, those are like the I feel like early Dreamworks is like pre-Shrek movies. Although there was there is one after Shrek that I haven't seen. Um did you ever see that Sinbad movie? No, I have not. I haven't seen that either sinbad legend of the seven seas yeah i feel like when that came out i was just confused because i didn't know anything and i really still don't know anything about this character of sinbad i was just curious that it wasn't the mailman from jingle all the way (laughs) like that's who i know as sinbad so i was like (laughs) what is this who is this animated guy he looks like a pirate on a ship or something who is this guy (laughs) i'm not interested he's not even voiced by Sinbad. So that's one I I think what might be a good one to to visit and see if that one's any good. I don't know. Yeah, um, there is something to say about the um, DreamWorks movies and Disney movies were strangely similar back in those that era. Like mm-hmm. right when they broke off from uh, from Disney, <laughs> I feel like he knew about that and like kind of like stole <laughs> ideas. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, ants and Bugs Life, same concept. Mm-hmm. and you've got finding Nemo and you've got shark Tale. shark tail. Oh yeah. <laughs> you've got, um, El Dorado and emperor's new groove. I got the same vibes from that. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a mixture between that one and Atlantis, 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 yeah, I was say that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is it? What else would there be? But I feel like in every case, Disney came out with a better film when it comes to those.
2: Yeah okay
0: but disney never made like a an animated uh biblical epic musical. no no around that time so dreamworks wins with that one prince of egypt yeah just so we're clear just so we're clear <laughs> um dude even like that really hasn't gone away now that I think about it because like megamind and incredibles are pretty similar and that's a newer okay. I don't think it's necessarily unique to Disney and DreamWorks. I think a lot of the different studios, they kind of compete and yeah. it's like, they bounce around all these different movie pitches and it seems like similar movies will come out around similar yeah. times. And it's like, it's really weird. Yeah. It's kind of a thing. The to think Croods, examples, but... the Croods and the good dinosaur. Yeah. Re- rewatching uh, Prince of Egypt kind of made me nostalgic for some of these early DreamWorks movies. So I think, I think we should put those on the schedule for twenty twenty two, I think. Alright. We'll see. So one one of the other things we were talking about like biblical movies. I remember watching a few a few different like biblical adaptations in uh Mr. Salmon's class in school at FCA. Ooh, um, Mr. Salmons. Yeah. I remember um we watched I, so I was trying to figure out, I was, I was looking up what we actually watched. Cause when I was Googling it, like movies weren't coming out and yeah. I, I think he like, he had a couple like mini series that he like showed us. <laughs> um, one of them was Noah's Ark, and I remember it cause it had John Voight in it. Mr. Yeah. Sir himself. He played Noah. And I remember we watched that in his, in his class over like the course of a few periods, but, um, he also showed us this this segment of this series called "Greatest Heroes of the Bible," and one of the episodes is like the story of Moses. And so it's kind of the Exodus story. It's only like an hour, so it's kind of like fast paced. I, I I'm assuming I didn't rewatch it before the episode. This is only something I watched one time in like seventh grade. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the the thing I always remember that about that movie is, um he just thought one of the scenes was like hilarious. Cause it goes through like the 10 plagues and um, <laughs> the scene with the frogs he thought was like hilarious. Cause they're like in Pharaoh's palace or whatever. And it's clear, like they only had like 20 or 30 frogs. So there's just, like, these random insert shots of, like, him, like, the pharaoh is, like, screaming and, like, freaking out over, like, all these frogs that are, like, attacking the palace. And they're, like, all clumped together. And, like, there's, like, 20 or 30 frogs on the floor. It's just, like, really funny. And then, like, they cut it. And then they, like, move them to, like, another area of the the set and then film them over there. And it's just, like, these frogs are not overtaking all of Egypt. It's just, like... (laughs) i i did find it on youtube so maybe i'll maybe i'll uh put a link to that okay if anyone's curious about seeing that I, but i thought that was pretty funny yeah you gotta work on that frog budget yeah <laughs> this was the series was like from the 70s so they didn't have any of that cgi going on it was just yeah we got 30 frogs to work with and we're just gonna spread them out and hopefully it looks good <laughs> <laughs> they got a frog guy to bring <laughs> it em em in <laughs> The only way I was even able to find it was because he told us he told us that it had the guy that played the Riddler in the original Batman movie. His name's like Frank Gershwin, and he's like an actor in the movie. He's not playing like any biblical character at all. It's just like some extra person that they added to it. (laughs) Okay, it's like we got the Riddler from Batman in here and he's so that's the only way I was even able to find it cuz it's not like an actual movie it's some it's some series with a bunch of episodes i, I was thinking about looking it up and watching it actually cuz it <laughs> okay i don't know I, since watching prince of egypt it's maybe like want to watch some of these other like biblical films that i've never seen yeah but um getting into the, the prince of egypt though the the movie makes some pretty interesting choices creatively one of them is it chooses not to really focus on the plagues it's just like a musical yeah. number and then it's just kind of a montage that's kind yeah. of different than what's come before. I think with other movies like the 10 commandments and such. Yeah. Cause like, that's such a visual easily. Like that's such a visual thing that you can remember. It's like, every, I mean, each one is like visually different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that because I mean, it, growing up, it, the only the first thing you know about the story of exodus of the exodus is the 10 plagues cuz that's like you got Sunday school felt board <laughs> with like boils on people's faces and the livestock dying and <laughs> the passover with the blood on the door like that's that's big like felt board energy yeah um and I, they, it showed water to blood for like an extended scene, which that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah. But I guess it kind of shows that part and then it kind of yeah. turns into a montage. Yeah. But I mean, one. that's cool. Cause like it's showing that there's other parts to the story than just the, the interesting plagues, <laughs> which were horrible. I mean, <laughs> as a kid, you're just like, Oh, that's cool. They defeated their enemies <laughs> by, mm-hmm. Putting things in their life. But if you think about it, imagine just living your whole life just covered in frogs. Well,
2: Not terrible, your whole life, yeah. but
0: like, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> Locusts, you can't even walk outside with getting smacked in the face with a locust. Yeah. I was actually, I was, I'm Googling the, the ten plagues. Sorry, I don't remember all of them. Um, <laughs> we've got water turning to blood. Okay. Then we've got Frogs lice which side note on lice that when you're in school i mean that's like it just seems like this like epidemic of everyone has lice right it's yeah. like maybe oh, it was just that our one school. girl in your class that has it someone's got it and it was just like don't wear a hat if someone else has worn it you might get lice and it was yeah. like i feel like i spent a lot of my childhood <laughs> afraid of getting lice that is the that's the elementary kids mono from high school <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> You could die if you have lice. <laughs> I don't want mayonnaise in my hair. <laughs> um, the next one is flies. Yeah, livestock pestilence. So what? Like the cows died, right? Yes. Yes. Um, boils. Mm. Boils. That that's, would be that's horrible. Rough. I always remember the. Uh, what is it? Fairly Odd Parents. That you ever watched that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had this one classmate that had a huge boil on his chin. Oh, yeah. And it jiggled. <laughs> I was like, was oh, that what that is? Yeah, people getting boils in in the Bible is a common occurrence, I feel like. If That's Job one that had, I've thought um, about a lot. That would, you know, to just be covered in boils from head to toe, and you can't even lay down or stand up. That'd be that'd be rough. Hail is another one. Yep. locust. Uh... And this All right, says I'm going to gross myself out. I'm going to look up a boil on skin because I've never seen one in real life. Ugh. Oh, that is a fat zit, dude. That's, that's pretty much just a, oh my goodness, that's gross. <laughs> Don't Google this. Don't Google boils. Yeah, I mean, I, knew, I, I it's pretty much what I thought it would be. And there's darkness and then killing up the, the firstborn. So it really only focuses on like the first and the last one, really. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense. Cause there's, you know, there's been so many adaptations of the story in the past. So it's like, why, why go over that again? You know, yeah. doing a montage seems easier. And this one, this one kind of focuses on the story and the relationship between Ramses and Moses. So yeah, that, um, that works for me. Let's talk about darkness for three days. <laughs> Okay. Kind of a weak Plague you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's people that deal with that in like Other parts of the world Alaska right? Has like six months of darkness Yeah or, like three months of darkness Of total wow. 24 hours Yeah so like I mean they have Electricity so Yeah but like it's I mean it said like you couldn't see anything Or leave his place for three Three days yeah. or something And wow that's like it was so dark that you can feel it
2: yeah but still like
0: three days that's quarantine come on i mean being in a place like egypt though that would be i mean that's like the desert it's <laughs> no sun that would be weird that would definitely freak a lot of people True, out. i guess it's, if it's in egypt and it they're in the desert and it got dark it would be super cold too yeah that, that okay Plus, it's like, it's not like, I don't know, like how many people even knew what was going on the whole time? It's like millions of people <laughs> yeah. there. You know, it's like, what Look is that. happening? You know, only only Moses and Aaron and at his circle and Ramsey's circle. Like, no, they're just having this, these conversations back and forth. <laughs> let my people go. And he keeps saying no. And like everyone else is like, what is going on? Dude, you know, you know, if this took place in the in the American Deep South, The frogs wouldn't bother anybody. They'd be frying frog legs all night. (laughs) The Duck Dynasty guys would, that's for sure. Yeah. What would be your least favorite plague? (laughs) Least? Okay, well, what would you hate if you had to choose one of them? Okay, obviously Death of the Firstborn. Okay. (laughs) Okay. They saved the best for last on that one. But out of the first nine, which would you pick? Um, And seven is thunderstorms. We've had that. Yeah, I mean, boils. I mean, there's hail and fire. That would be terrible. Okay. Boils. Did everyone get, did everyone get boils? Like all the Egyptians? Except, you know, was it like everyone except for the Israelites? Is that the deal on that? Yes. I would not want the boils. And the animals throughout the land. Animals got boils too. Flies, that would be really bad. Yeah like you, you couldn't even breathe without like sucking them in <laughs> that's like right after all the livestock died so like they can't even catch a break <laughs> as soon as they stop dying they're like they get boils i i hate frogs so i might have to choose that one but i think turning water to blood would really bother me yeah they're all they're all pretty bad obviously. yeah they don't call them the plagues for nothing Yeah, they kind of they kind of touched up on that subject in the mummy. You remember that? On the plagues? Yeah. Because the tomb was cursed and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there was different different things. They had those weird bugs. I remember that would like eat people. Yeah. Ugh. goodbye, Benny. (laughs) That wasn't part of the Bible, though. That was Brennan Fraser. Right. Yeah, no separation of church and state. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That caught me off guard. Um, But yeah, so they didn't really they didn't really touch up on the uh, plagues of Egypt except for in a beautiful montage during a song, which is my favorite parts of the movie was the music. I'm not saying this is the best score or the best soundtrack ever but it has my favorite moment in any musical score yeah of any song when they're crossing the red sea and you can just hear the music swelling up as the waves and the walls of the ocean swell up above them mm-hmm. and it's so majestic and it's so cool and they have like the euphoniums or tubas like swelling and like tri- triplating I don't know. I don't know how to I'm describe just it. Upwards, <laughs> it is the best piece, and it gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it. Yeah. I will listen to it while I'm driving, and I'll just like it brings me to tears. It is so beautiful, but the song is like the the actual track is like seven minutes long.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, definitely, I, I definitely agree. That's the strongest moment. I mean, the the very beginning of the movie and that opening song. It's amazing too. Yeah, but, deliver us. But, but the um that moment of parting at the Red Sea, the combination of the visuals and the music, it's just like perfect. It's really, it's really amazing. Prince of Egypt did not have to go that hard, but it, it did. did not. <laughs> With this staff, you shall do
2: my wonders.
0: So that is my favorite form of cinema music. Period. By far. Um, <laughs> just makes my blood move. <laughs> Does it turn into flubber? Dance around? <laughs> dance, it, it, I, I can't sit still and listen to that. I either have to stand up in shock. How, how it's so good but man i don't know what else to say about about that but that's my favorite moment in all of movie music and even just as they're walking through you know walking across like that shot of them walking and there's like lightning and you see and like the, the whale silhouette of like a of like a whale or something yeah. in the water and it's just like oh it's amazing it's really cool <sighs> Goose pimples. but yeah we could i guess we can talk about the music right now yeah. since we've started um, Deliver us one of the best openings of any movie, opening numbers at least for a musical. Mm-hmm. We watched this with our roommate Brad, and this is the first time he had seen it too. And he really, really loved uh, Through Heaven's Eyes, yeah, which is like um, where Jethro's song with the Midianites, the Danny Glover guy, yeah, Jeth- that's a great song. All I ever wanted was great um one of the songs was like won an oscar yeah uh probably deliver us i think it's when you believe see that's a that's a song i don't like <laughs> let's let me just confirm i'm not sure hundred percent okay. sure on that i read that earlier now i can't find where i saw that okay yeah that is it but um when you believe that one won best original song the academy awards I would agree. That's not my favorite of the movie. It, it's not. It doesn't fit the vibe of the story. Yeah. Anything can happen if you believe it's very like shallow sounding. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But. There's way better songs in that. Another one I don't really care for that much just because it takes me out is um, playing with the big boys sung by yeah. Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. This movie is, we haven't talked about the cast at all, but it's star studded, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, just Steve Martin and Martin Short's voice is so iconic enough to where it took me out from the, from, from the movie. And I guess there were the minions, sidekicks type of character for the, for the villain. Um, Yeah. I was having a hard time like reconciling the voice to like their characters. Yeah, you was know, kind of weird. Like it, it just—it didn't seem like the vibe, like to match up right to me. Yeah, but that's just because I'm so familiar with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah, just yeah. as an iconic <laughs> comedy duo. So, I mean, they've sung better songs too. My little buttercup, for one. My <laughs> little buttercup.
1: <laughs> Everybody, my little buttercup has the sweetest. Is my <laughs> right.
0: this movie just gets me in the mood to listen to like arabic music or african music in general um Mm -hmm. middle eastern music is actually really good (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't listen to it enough um but it brings me back to those my good old bush gardens days too because i used to work (laughs) in the front of bush gardens which bush gardens in tampa if y'all didn't know is africa themed there's two of them one of them's europe and one of them africa so we worked in africa and i worked in the morocco section so i would Mm -hmm constantly have the background music of like african market marrakesh market sounds (laughs) and it's very nostalgic to me and especially when like something about egyptian and arabic music it's more technical because there's like they they're not afraid to like go into the semitones like which is a like the note between notes type The semitones—is that a ska band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think so, I've heard of them in music. Like, I'm going to nerd out for music theory a little bit, but semitones are really cool because it's just like think of it as the millimeter in your centimeter. So, like, you've got you've got your notes like A and B. In between there, in between that, that's a half centimeter, which is the sharp or the flat, depending on where you're at. Um. And then that's it's between that, so it's like a quarter of a centimeter. That's what a semitone is, mm-hmm. and they don't shy away from that. So that just blends in perfectly in in their music, and I love it. You that's not an American music at all. I think it's just I think they use different instruments and things like that too. Yeah, and that kind of gives the, the it a sitar different, different sound, and yeah, a lot of a lot of American instruments don't use semitones either. This is just random. Um, I watched a video about um on youtube last night about the song somebody that i used to know yeah oh uh, how do you say the guy's name got Gautier or something Go-T-A. yeah gotier it was basically like whatever happened to him because he just like came out with this like smash hit song and then like hasn't really done much since but um the guy that made the video he was talking about like th- the song was pretty um popular like across the whole world in a lot of different countries because of its use of different different instruments and different tones that were like different than standard American, like pop songs. And so like the rhythm of some of the instrumentation and things like that was, that was a big part of why he thought anyway, that it was, it was a hit. Yeah. But I want to take a huge Bluetooth speaker and take it to the red sea and play this red sea soundtrack and see if the waves move. (laughs) Cause I'm not, I'm not, convinced that it won't, you know. Maybe. The um the soundtrack though, we were talking the the score was done by Hans Zimmer, which I didn't know. But but he didn't write the songs like the original songs, I don't think. No. That was someone else named like Stephen Schwartz. Yes. Who's big in like musical theater. Mhm. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with Stephen Schwartz, but I'm not a musical theater guy, so that probably would explain it. And I feel like Hans Zimmer I, He's good. I think he's kind of overrated. I don't know. I would agree. I I feel like with the types of music that he's doing for movies nowadays, it just seems more like experimental and like it works for the mm-hmm. movie. You know, like Christopher Nolan movies and that sort of thing. But it, it's not something I like go back to and want to listen to. You know, it just seems like it's more atmospheric and not as like melodic, if that makes for sense. most of his music. Some of the like the newer stuff that he's been doing, like uh, the stuff that he, the music specifically in, in Dune, yeah, Dune, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't ever just listen to the soundtrack of that movie, <laughs> especially not while driving. <laughs> but you know, the other day after we watched this movie, me, you, and Brad were like driving around town, just blasting the Prince of Egypt <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> we're going to play frisbee golf, <laughs> leaving Chick fil A with our <laughs> Prince of Egypt. Bopping in the but car. <laughs> it's just blasting. <laughs> look at
1: your life through heavens. Eyes.
0: Yeah, uh let's go back to the cast though. We are we started to talk about that. Okay. So Val Kilmer. What what do you know about Val Kilmer? Zero Things. I, I really like Val Kilmer. <laughs> I just the movies I've seen. I, I grew up watching Batman Forever, so I love that movie. And I, I love his, I love Batman forever. Yeah. Um, but he like in the eighties, he had a lot of movies that he did. He, he did like some comedies, but I think he's most well known for the movie. Top gun. Hmm. I, I had a phase of really watching that movie a lot. Um, but he was in the movie top secret and the movie real genius, but he's just one of these guys. that's like, I think he was, I read on Wikipedia. He's like the youngest guy to like get into like Juilliard. He's like he's like a legit actor I feel like. Yeah. Um like someone that probably like gets into the roles and not just like plays themselves, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but I think he got like a reputation of like being kind of difficult to work with because of that. But I don't know, he's I feel like I haven't I've enjoyed every movie that I've seen with him in it. Anyway, I so I didn't know as a kid that he was the voice of Moses in this movie. So that was kind of cool to like hear him and I I thought he did pretty well um in the role. I mean, all the cast is really good, but uh Voldemort is Ramsey's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Ralph Fiennes. clears throat> the two of them work really well. Yeah, they do. There's not like one unknown person in the main cast. Like it's like Michelle Pfeiffer fa- plays Zipporah. Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock is Miriam. And my favorite is Jeff Goldblum plays Aaron. He's <laughs> he's one of those that plays himself in every movie. <laughs> yeah. Um Patrick Stewart um, was the first Pharaoh. So mm-hmm. Ramses' dad, Seti. And then the Queen was Helen Mirren. And then Hotep and Hui, which were the Pharaoh's magicians, were uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. And another interesting thing about that is that just regu- random additional voices, they have James Avery cast as that from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, Uncle Phil? Yeah. He's just random voices. He's not like a character, which mm-hmm. is really neat. I didn't know this until recently. I guess he did. He was the voice of Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, I did not know that. James Avery? Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> so I guess he did do some, like, uh, voice acting. That I just never, I didn't really know that it was something he did. <laughs> and even for the, even for the, uh, the next movie that they would go, that they make like the straight to VHS, Joseph King, a dreams movie this one was not in theaters, but they still yeah. were top billed cast. Like they had Ben Affleck played Joseph and Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. I mean, that's about it, but that's still pretty hard, heavy hitting. <laughs> Jess Harnell, our favorite played Issachar. Okay. He was in country bears. <laughs> yeah. And he also plays various voices in adventures in odyssey. Yeah. We love Jessica most notably more. Wooten, Wooten, Wooten Bassett. He's the uh, guy that's like, "Who's that little bear?"
2: That's my greatest. brother.
0: The <laughs> yeah. guy with the long hair. I love that guy. Wait, did you mention Danny Glover? Yes, Jethro? Danny Glover's in that as Jethro. His voice didn't really like stand out to me as like being Danny Glover, but hmm. I, I probably wouldn't have guessed that that was him just watching it. It wasn't until like I was looking up the cast later. Have you, have you watched the the Joseph King of Dreams? Oh no, yeah, I haven't seen that one. That one's pretty good, too. It's definitely less, um, I mean, the budget was way lower, but mm-hmm. so it looks it looks worse, but it's still pretty good. One other like interesting creative choice that they made on the movie, and we talked about this a little bit, but Val Kilmer, he, he plays the voice of Moses, but he is also like uncredited as the voice of God in the movie yes so you were saying when we were watching it that like they have different people do the voice of god throughout it but i'm pretty sure it was only val Kilmer. but i could be wrong on that but um when i was reading about it that decision was made to kind of make it um more like the voice we would hear in our own heads yeah like what he would sound like and so I, I thought that was an interesting creative creative choice You're right. It is just Val Kilmer. Okay. I don't know why I thought of that. That would have been interesting too, though. Like, yeah, the voice changed throughout. I don't know if that would be confusing or if that would just be like. It'd be an interesting decision to do that. Yeah. So I I consider the singing voices of Moses's character and Ramses's character to be the same. It's not. Obviously, but different people, they sound they sound very similar. So I had a hard time. Differentiating those two, yeah. There's some people that it's like really obvious. Okay, yeah, that's not that's not them actually singing. (laughs) I don't know why they didn't have Jeff Goldblum sing though. So missed opportunity there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm going crazy again. Welcome back to Inside Quotes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, this yes. Is, uh, this is crazy. Uh, we've got this podcast and... Uh, the show mm-hmm. where you relive and uh, re review in childhood. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know it's been a while since you've recorded, but, you know, life finds a way. <laughs> that was our mediocre impression break. <laughs> so one thing that i was thinking about watching this movie was i guess one difference in, in the text it 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 talks about it's pharaoh's daughter that finds moses but in the movie it's pharaoh's wife right that finds moses yes so that's kind of the difference and maybe that's done to kind of pit the two um ramses you know, Ramses and Moses as like brothers, yeah. you know, adopted brothers yeah. basically in this, in the movie to have that kind of rivalry, I guess, and that relationship. Um, yeah. but even if, even if it was the other way around, I don't know it. Um, I guess I hadn't really ever considered like the possible relationship between like Ramses and <laughs> yeah. And, and Moses before, before I watched this movie, I was like, wow, I never really thought about that. Like obviously he would have known him, he was because he grew up in in pharaoh's palace but more than that you know it could very well be like his grandfather or his uncle or even maybe a brother i don't know like a half brother i don't know let's look that up while you're looking that up though I, i i really liked that story um the story of the two of them and you kind of you kind of see it kind of gives a little bit of an explanation as to why like ramsey's heart was like hardened towards moses yeah because he just he you know he felt kind of betrayed because otherwise you don't you know it 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 talks about you know the lord hardened pharaoh's heart but you don't really get too much into that and so obviously this is you know this is just an an idea an adaptation but um i thought i really liked that that take on it even though it it could be a little bit different it says there's no clear relationship between them Mm -hmm. But I just thought it was interesting And it helps kind of give Give a little bit more backstory as to As to why he was Yeah and it like, doesn't necessarily Change the the point of the story Either so I'm yeah. okay with that change I feel like it's a, It's like it's a plausible connection It doesn't Yeah it doesn't take away from the original story really So mm-hmm. that's fine I mean visually we were ta- we mentioned earlier Like you know it, it's a faithful Adaptation but it's also like you know art yeah, <laughs> and i so I thought it was it was pretty interesting how they did like the burning bush scene It's, it's definitely very different than I've ever like seen it depicted or yeah. or um thought about it in my mind,
2: like it's like in a
0: cave, and it wasn't even like it didn't even really look like fire, it was kind of like it was kind of like a light in a bush, yeah like the northern lights yeah it was it was very interesting. Yeah. And it was basically the light was reflecting all around like the cave walls. But I, I really liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. And um and the way that they did the um you know, the last plague, the death of the firstborn. That was yeah. like eerie. Yeah. Like, the way they depicted that. I thought they did it pretty well. But it's just like it's one of those moments where it's like, Man, is this a kid's movie? Like this is <laughs> this is for everyone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was it was it was pretty eerie Hard hitting. like the music there like there's not really a score there i don't think I, I could be wrong but i feel like it's kind of silent for like an extended stretch and you just kind of hear the sound effects of like this this like light the <laughs> spirit kind of going around in the darkness of the night like going to the different houses and it's like really <laughs> creepy <laughs> and it even like shows the, the pharaoh's son like under the under the sheet after yeah. he passes away it's like man yeah heavy I mean the story itself I mean it's got heavy themes of like you know the pharaoh is putting to, the de- uh, the pharaohs putting to death you know the male male babies under a certain age yep to try and keep them at bay I guess and that's the whole reason why he leaves when he finds out that he's actually you know these are his people and they're being you know yeah oppressed in slavery and this like genocide of his people it's like I can't live on you know in your house anymore (laughs) yeah i you know this is one it just works it it, for anyone that watched this as a kid like if you haven't seen this in a very long time you know whatever your like religious beliefs are i i still think it's like it's a worthwhile rewatch for you to really watch and really enjoy it really holds up i think it's it's pretty underrated i think you've said this to me when we were talking about it like i feel sad that i didn't grow up watching this movie Yeah, because I. Yeah, I feel like this is re- a really solid movie, and I wish that I had grown up kind of rewatching this over and over again because it's, it's pretty good, pretty good. Although we do have a a better appreciation for it now. I, I mean, yeah, say. that's true. Who's who's to say like we've rewatched? I mean, we do have a movie podcast about our rewatching our movies, but like, yeah. who's to say we would have rewatched it and felt the same way about it at that point? Yeah, we don't have the nostalgia nostalgic factor. Affecting how we enjoy the movie, so that's true. That's that's how good this movie is. I mean, we haven't really talked a whole lot about the story, but you know, go read it for yourself. That's that's what we'll have to say. That's yeah. And if you haven't seen The Prince of Egypt in a long time, I'd say give it a rewatch. Cause I, I, it's definitely worth it. If if you don't get goosebumps, um, the Inside Quotes podcast will personally send you a check for five dollars. Not happening. I will mail you a goosebump. <laughs> we will mail you some goosebumps. Let's go to a thrift the store and get a bunch of goosebump books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. If you, it, I would encourage anybody to read this chapter. I mean, if you don't, if you're not religious or anything, this is still like super entertaining and super like interesting to read. If you're going to mm-hmm. read anything in the Bible, I mean, that's Old Testament, like. You've always—it's—it's it's probably one of those stories that you've always heard, but never got all the full story. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think it's really cool. And if anything, switch up your Bible studies with Streetlights app. Yeah. Uh, not a sponsor, but could be. We should reach out to them. Let's reach out to them before we do the Jonah episode. Okay. Any final thoughts on Prince of Egypt, Jeremy? Um, any random things you didn't mention. Nothing really comes to mind. Um, I just cannot stop singing, singing the praises of this movie. It is so good. Um, yeah. uh, as a professional graphic designer, I do want to point out, I want to give, I want to give the movie props for using the papyrus font for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if any movie is going to use it, they they're allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> I guess final thought for me, one thing I didn't mention was there's there's one shot in this movie that I really love, like the symbolism in and it's the. um, It's like a wide shot of Ramses and Moses, like standing before like the Pharaoh in his palace. And you yeah. can see how into the background, you can see all of Egypt and you see the head of like the Pharaoh yeah. in the background. And that's at the beginning of the movie when they're like getting in trouble and they yeah. get scolded. And then like, you know, Moses goes off into the wilderness and he's gone. And when he comes back to the palace, when Ramses has taken over the throne, you see in the background, it's that same shot, but you see Ramses head like his, like a, a a head has been built behind yeah. his father's head, you know, out of, you know, and they're whatever. talking about legacy at the same time too. And right. It's so and it's cool. And it's bigger than his father yeah Yeah, he's he's pushing the the israelites harder than his father did and he is you know he's trying to make he's trying to live up to that you know reputation of his father and like his father was trying to push him harder yeah and um i just really liked the symbolism that was that was something really cool like you were saying yeah the dialogue in the scene but also like the visuals in the background it's just a subtle thing but you know, it's one of those things that you would probably appreciate as an adult that you might not latch yeah. onto to as a kid, yeah, so there's definitely some of that that going on, yeah, it's just visually visually the movie is really good, yeah. and even the sequence where you know Moses is like he's reading the hierog- hieroglyphics of like the history, yeah, right, and it's kind of a trippy sequence of like going through all the different the story of the like Pharaoh like basically condemning the. Mm. You know the 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 Israelite children to death basically, and him finding out and that like secret being revealed to him. Yeah, that that's another really cool scene that I really liked. So it it tells the story, and it it also does it in a way artistically that I think is really really interesting. It's got my favorite type of animation, the two the D three D hybrid. It is so great. It is a two D movie, but it it looks like it's shot on a camera. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So like they have specific camera movements. So it's like a 2D, 3D movie, animated movie. It is my favorite type of animation. Well, this is probably one of the last, um, normal movies that we'll be covering for the rest of the year. Um, as it is December 4th, as we're recording this. So, um, we're gearing up for Christmas, baby. Yeah. We will be covering a couple Christmas movies for the end of the year and gearing up for our end of the year staple bracket awards ceremony, the Stapley awards. So next week, Jonathan, it is your turn and you get the first pick for our Christmas movies. So go ahead and tell the audience what we're going to be doing. Ta-ta, turtle man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yep, uh, this one is going to be a classic, classic Christmas movie in the Jones household. And I'll just play a clip right here.
1: Howard, excuse me, but your wife's cookies are out of this world. What? a Who told you you can eat my cookies? I'm just helping Liz out a little in the kitchen. She's making up a storm here. Ted, I need to speak to my wife. So could you get her on the phone, please? I think she's in the shower, Howard. Do you want me to go check? No! I mean, no, that's fine. On your way out, just tell her we'll be a few minutes late, but you shouldn't worry. Oh, she won't worry. I mean, I'm here. and mm. Oh, these cookies. I got to get the recipe from Les. Put that cookie down now.
0: Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at Groovy Bridge. Um, and he also has a website, brycebridgman.com. So go ahead and check out all of his... uh. All of his recent artworks and animations that he's done. He's very talented. Uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, do that at InsideQuotesCast. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, what are you doing? Just just do it. Get your phone out. Hit that follow button. We're going to need y'all for our staple bracket. Because we'll be doing some polls for some tiebreakers. You guys have just as much of a choice as we do. Um, so we'll have you guys vote for... Uh, the ranking of our movies for the staple rewards, and we're excited to do that. We're excited to hear y'all's input, and what was y'all's like? Hear what was y'all's favorite episodes or favorite movies that we've covered this year. Um, so yeah, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a good review. If you don't, uh, you just might come down with lice, and nobody <laughs> wants that. We'll give we'll put one of the ten plagues upon you. Um. <laughs> And if you like the show and want to help support us in any way, go ahead and go on our merch site. We have hoodies, sweatshirts, T-shirts, stickers. We have it all. And we've got a very cool uh, something new might be on the way too. something new is on the way, and it's going to be a good Christmas gift. Let's just say that. So if you don't have any idea what to get your random uncle for Christmas, Buy him a buy him a inside quotes hoodie. And he'll be like, What the heck is this? And he'll be you'll just laugh at him and you'll be like, <laughs> if only you knew. <laughs> and then you'll treat it like an inside quote. And <laughs> and he won't be in on the joke. But if he listens to the podcast then he will. So Yeah. Buy all of your extended family members that you're not very close with our merchandise. Do that for Christmas. I- I concur. Okay. I like it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us revisit our childhood just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Um, Spotify Wrapped just came out, and we had a couple of our listeners talk to us or send us screenshots of their top podcasts. And we, five of our listeners, listen to us the most uh, over any other podcast. And I thought that was very humbling to hear. So thank you guys for listening to us this year. It's been great. We have more listeners on Apple podcasts. So I'm still waiting on like Apple podcasts to come up with their stats at the end of the year. Apple music. I think the the Spotify numbers are growing though. I I feel like it's starting to be about even kind of split between the two. I'm starting to just like send people. If people ask about it, I'm just going to say go on Spotify. (laughs) but just so we can be in there wrapped at the end of the year pretty much i mean i listen to all my podcasts on apple podcasts but whatever yeah until then next time we'll see you on inside quotes so long and thanks for all the fish i don't have a quote there's no jokes in this movie